Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madged. Someone recently asked me a very interesting and controversial question. What would I truly wish that my patients would know about their medical care? It made me think because there are so many details that I wish my patients knew that I simply cannot include all of them here. But here's a sample of what goes through my mind as a practicing primary care physician. All this fascination with numerous medical TV shows and news in the past decade, why can't we doctors just simply give a straight answer? Why are people obsessed with non-evidence-based gimmicks created to simply deflate their wallet? Dr. Oz, why do you do this to your integrity? Honestly, it's depressing to see other physicians lose themselves in this world full of temptation and deception. We need to be honest with our patients, whether it's in social media, TV, or in the office. How else can we live with ourselves and sleep at night? One word, integrity. So, what I would want my patients to personally know as a primary care physician striving for premium patient advocacy and education? Well, here's my top five list. So, back to our podcast, my top five list. Number one, know what medications you're taking. This is very important because you have one body, one mind, and one life. Please learn as much as you possibly can about it and not from the internet. I always find it a tad comical when a patient comes to see me to complain about a certain medication that they're taking without knowing the name or the dose. It's a little white pill, doc. You must know which one it is. The truth is that doctors don't know because there's an endless list of little white pills on the market. Generic drugs are also often manufactured by multiple pharmaceutical companies, so they can come in almost any size, shape, or color. So there's no way that doctors can actually keep up with that type of rapidly changing information. But don't you have it on the computer, Dr. Madged? I do hear this one quite often. Here's what you need to know about me and many other doctors. We will ask you what medications you're taking at every single visit. Yes, we have a list of your filled prescriptions in the electronic medical records or EMR system, but just because they're listed on there doesn't mean that the patient is actually taking and ingesting them. And even if they are, it doesn't mean that they're taking it exactly as prescribed. So I can't tell you how many inconsistencies of patient medications that I find on a daily basis, more than I care to think about. And this is truly one of the major reasons why we ask every patient anyways, even though we have the list and the EMR. So please bear with us. Now, imagine you end up in the emergency room for something unexpected, as ER visits often are. And it's a facility that doesn't share medical records with your private doctor's office, as they commonly don't. They ask you what medications you're taking. Uh Uh-oh. What do you do? You're there for severe abdominal pain, you're puking your guts out, and they need it now. It can't wait. Their decision-making actually often depends on your prior diagnoses and medication lists. So yes, please, take charge of your own health and understand. Number one, what medications you're actually taking. Number two, the dosage of each medication. Number three, how many times a day you're taking each one. Number four, 
And just as importantly, for what indication you're taking each drug for. If you feel more comfortable carrying a medication list with you on a piece of paper, you may do so. Even though it's not quite the same as truly understanding it all inside and out. What I find, unfortunately, is that some patients who whip these pieces of paper out of their wallets have inconsistencies on their lists, and they aren't keeping it updated. If you do decide to keep a list in your wallet, please update it every single time a change is made to that list, including over-the-counter drugs you're taking or change on your own and medications that specialists manage or tweak. If remembering these long and complex-sounding drug names is too much of a challenge, which is quite understandable, another option is to bring your bottles to every visit. But please make certain that you have grabbed all the bottles you take including over-the-counter medications. I have a patient that actually brings me her bottles every time. And about every other visit, I find either a double bottle of a drug that she's taking both of inadvertently, or she leaves one or few bottles at home but swears she's taking it. I'm honestly never quite sure what she's actually consuming on a daily visit. She even neared dialysis because of her medication bottle inconsistencies. I worry about her every single time that I see her. So enough about that. Number two, the common cold, flu, and acute bronchitis are actually caused by viruses. The winter season brings a seemingly endless list of patients with viral syndromes to the doctor's office. Viruses thrive in the cold environment and therefore tend to run rampant during these months. They are much, much more common than bacterial illnesses and are not treatable with antibiotics. Yes, antibiotics don't do a thing for those sometimes just as nasty viruses. And antibiotics, unfortunately, are not harmless. They have very serious consequences and risks, especially when used unnecessarily. Please listen to my previous podcast on this very important topic that I honestly believe that every single person should be aware of, because unfortunately, I too often see a patient who requests antibiotic to treat their sore throat or runny nose. Not that these symptoms are for the lighthearted, certainly not. They are downright invasive and sometimes debilitating for a short period of time, but it doesn't mean that they are bacterial. So how can you tell if you have a virus versus a bacteria? Well, I've discussed that one too. In order to save yourself and your family members on a necessary visit to the doctor for something that is, yes, highly disrupting and ill-producing, but that self-resolves within 7 to 10 days without producing any red flags, such as shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, inability to break a fever with various over-the-counter medications, etc. Make sure to understand when it's viral and when it's possibly something more. Just a short word from our sponsor that truly makes this podcast possible. Vitamins and supplements are one of the most convenient ways to ensure that you're meeting your body's nutrition needs. But it can be hard to figure out which ones to take, especially standing in the aisle of the drugstore. Care Of is a new online vitamins company. You fill out a quick, easy survey about your diet and health goals, and then you get a tailored assessment of supplements that are just for you. Care Of delivers supplements in personalized daily packs that are made with the best ingredients. 
It's actually even cheaper than many of your local health food stores. And it's more convenient too because it's delivered right to your doorstep. Now, being a vegetarian myself, I have to be careful to obtain enough vitamin B12, iron, and calcium with vitamin D, as I've mentioned in my prior episodes on this topic. After having completed their quick survey online, those were actually the exact vitamins that were recommended. And I was very pleasantly surprised because I am always very wary of vitamin gimmicks. But Kerov was actually very honest. It's refreshing to see as a physician. So go to takecareof.com now and you can get your personalized vitamin subscription yourself. Use my code doctor and get $10 off your first order. Again, that's takecareof.com promo code doctor. Number three, reasons why doctors run late. Like I've previously mentioned, I hate it when people run late, even more so when it's myself. I also hate excuses. This is why this one kills me, because the truth is that the primary care predicament in this country is quite a messy one. It's mayhem, in fact. Clinics have a tremendous high overhead, and primary care office visits are not well reimbursed. Therefore, there needs to be a high volume of patients seen in order to even break even. And office visits are often 15 to 20 minutes maximum. This is the exact reason why there's a shortage of primary care doctors in this country, because medical students are not selecting a primary care specialty because they realize that they will not only have to live a high-stress, fast-paced work schedule on a daily basis for the next 40 years, but that they can't pay off their school loans doing so. My previous article on this topic went viral perhaps partly because I have struck a nerve with those in the trenches of primary care like myself who can relate. Listen to my podcast or view the article to learn what a very realistic and typical chaotic schedule and day for a primary care doctor is really like. So, if your doctor is running late, believe me, they're not out to lunch or on a Starbucks run. Number four, be honest. I recently had a patient come see me for a routine physical. After asking my long list of questions to decipher his overall health, I ran some routine labs that returned with anemia and an abnormal liver enzyme result. At his second visit, even though he had denied alcohol use initially, after much further prodding and poking, he finally admitted that he's a heavy drinker. He also uses marijuana on a daily basis. Why does he do these things? Well, he's self-medicating another underlying mental health issue like many patients with alcohol and drug abuse. I remember also seeing a young woman in her early 20s brought in by her mom for severe abdominal pain. Her mom was very visibly worried about her, and I was too, even though I sensed that there was some missing piece of mysterious information at the time. So I kicked the mom out of the exam room like I always do with teens and older patients. She didn't reveal a thing, so I had no choice but to send this young patient to the ER. Turns out that she was simply severely constipated. So when I saw her back in the office for a follow-up visit, she finally admitted to having taken her boyfriend's Vicodin while on a trip to a local amusement park after some foot pain that she experienced there. Then later, she finally revealed 
that it was really to just heighten her roller coaster high. Narcotics are notoriously known for causing constipation, and sometimes quite severely. I see these cases more often than I'd like. But the bottom line is this. Please be honest with your doctor, because doctors are not in law enforcement. We're not reporting alcohol and drug intake. Your medical records are protected by HIPAA laws, and no one can have access to them without your consent. We are here to help you take charge of your health, so there's no reason not to be completely honest. How else can we care for you to the best of our ability? And last, but certainly not the least, involves a topic that is highly unpopular with the physician community all over. Google University. Yes, Googling your symptoms on the internet is plain unhealthy, especially if you are the anxious type. Honestly, I'm telling you this not just as a physician, but as a doctor who truly cares about her listeners and her patients. Just think about it. If Google could truly replace your doctor or be as accurate, wouldn't doctors be out of business? Why would we need to go through a minimum of 11 years of schooling past high school to get to where we are? How can Google replace this extra and prolonged amount of complex problem-solving knowledge and experience? No, acai berries are not the answers to your weight loss dream. Please stop listening to resources on the television and internet that are simply after your wallet and not in your best interests. I know that it's sometimes not easy to hear the truth, but a physician with integrity will always give it to you straight, no matter how much you don't want to hear it. The truth is, TV, Google, and social media simply cannot replace your doctor's knowledge and experience. It just can't. So leave it alone. Really, just stop it. And if you don't trust your doctor, then really it's time to find a new one. If you do decide to search the internet for medical information, for goodness sakes, at least select resources and websites that will tell you the truth. Like the house call doctor who's dedicated to providing her listeners with the most evidence-based and truthful advice available. My prior podcast on this topic is exactly the advice that I would give to my own patients seeking medical information on the internet. If you want to truly learn how to seek more valid information, please check it out. Okay, that one was truly close to my heart, so I'll let it go now. And there you have it, the five things that I wish all of my patients knew. If they could all only obtain these five pieces of information, we would be so much closer to reaching our goals, which are really to keep you as healthy as possible and to help you take charge of your health. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages, and you can even find me on Pinterest. But please, please note, that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. This content does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. I hope you've learned something new and I will see you next week. Bye.